98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The government approves the BioNTech COVID vaccine for use in Hong Kong. Officials order the evacuation of more than a dozen flats at a Lamtina state after a COVID outbreak. And health authorities here say they are concerned about the number of coronavirus cases from unknown sources. The government has accepted a recommendation from its expert panel on vaccines to approve a jab made by BioNTech. It's the first vaccine approved for use in the SAR. A million doses are expected to arrive in the second half of next month. But health expert Leung Pak Yin says sick or weak elderly people shouldn't be given the BioNTech jabs at first, saying more time was needed to observe possible side effects. Violet Wong reports. The government originally planned to give elderly care home residents the coronavirus vaccines produced by mainland company Sinovac. But the Sinovac jabs cannot be delivered on time, leaving the authorities with no choice but to use the BioNTech vaccine. Lang Park Yin, who is a member of a special task force in charge of the city's coronavirus vaccination program, said the Sinovac vaccine is reported to cause fever in 3% of its recipients, compared with up to 15% of those who received the BioNTech jabs. Dr. Lang said it is inappropriate to have very sick or weak elderly people living in care homes to be the first to receive the jabs. Instead, healthy elderly residents should be vaccinated when the inoculation scheme begins to mitigate the risks. The operation of care homes will be affected if 10 or 20 percent of their residents have fever, he said. To be on the safe side, we should consider protecting very sick or weak elderly people using other methods instead of giving them the BioNTech jabs, he added. Officials have ordered the evacuation of more than a dozen flats at Laguna City in Lamteen after 12 COVID cases were found in one block. Microbiologist Yoon Kwok Yung, who inspected the estate, said there was evidence of vertical transmission as half the patients lived in flats facing in the same direction. He said the virus could have been introduced by one of the families or by an infected security guard who lives in the part of Yamate that has seen a cluster of cases. Either way, Professor Yoon said it showed why the Jordan lockdown over the weekend was necessary. It appears to us that there is a possibility of due introduction of virus, uh, one from a family gathering, the other from the uh, Yamati area. And, and that is why it is important for us to make sure that the uh, Yamati the outbreak is being completely contained by more stringent uh, measures with uh, compulsory testing of all the people there the, within the two days of the quarterly. Officials at the Centre for Health Protection say they're concerned about the relatively high number of COVID cases from unknown sources. Hong Kong reported 73 COVID cases. Today, 69 of them locally acquired. Of the local cases, 38 or 55% had no clear source. The Centre's Dr Tran Shukwan said this was not what authorities wanted to see. There are still quite significant silent transmission in the community. Not all cases are being picked up by uh, our surveillance system. So I urge the public, if they have any mild symptoms, even they have undergone testing previously and have a negative result, they should go for testing and see medical attention as soon as possible so that we can control and prevent further spread. Otherwise, the numbers may, may have exponential increase. 
Local cases include 13 from the mass testing in Jordan. Yaozi Mong district councillors have called on the government to provide a cash subsidy to businesses that lost out because of a lockdown imposed in a part of Jordan over the weekend. One councillor, Frank Ho, said up to 100 businesses were affected and they had lost as much as $60,000 each. He criticised the Chief Secretary, Matthew Chung, for saying that no compensation would be offered and he called on officials to speak to those affected. No compensation for this lockdown wouldn't be acceptable. They would also like to invite Mr. Matthew Jiang to come to our district to see all of the booths in district and also how many of the booths they are closing down. Medical experts have been discussing the pros and cons of the lockdown in Jordan after tests on more than 7,000 people found 13 positive cases. Vicky Wong reports. Infectious disease expert Ho Pak Lung says he believes it was necessary for the government to put Jordan under lockdown, but it should have been done up to two weeks earlier when there was evidence of COVID transmissions. Dr Ho said it was likely infected people already spread the virus to other places before the lockdown. A specialist in respiratory medicine, Lung Chi Chiu, suggested it wasn't the best use of resources. He said the number of cases found wasn't high and the government could have detected these through mandatory testing alone. And epidemiologist Benjamin Cowling from the University of Hong Kong says the 13 preliminary positives found in the area wouldn't make a big difference in bringing case numbers down to zero. Tune to RTHK. The time has just gone past five minutes past 11. The hospital authority says three nurses at Queen Elizabeth Hospital have tested preliminary positive for COVID-19. At least nine of their colleagues have been sent to quarantine as close contacts. Officials say there's no evidence that the virus spread between the three nurses. Lau Kahin, a chief manager at the authority, said services were under strain and he urged people to avoid the accident and emergency department if possible. So up to this moment, there are three medical wards are closed for admission of cases. So it will affect the admission of cases from the accident and emergency department if the patients need to be admitted to the medical ward. Because of that, we uh, make an appeal to uh, the, the Hong Kong citizens that to try to avoid to, the, to go to the uh, accident and emergency department of the Queen Elizabeth Hospital because of some minor symptoms. RTHK has learnt that three Chinese university students have been arrested in connection with an attack this month by a group of black-clad people on campus security guards. A live streaming by the university's campus video showed a group of detectives raiding several student dormitories this evening. Another student was arrested earlier this month. The Chinese university called the police after eight people went on a rampage at a security counter set up by the school near the university MTR station. They are alleged to have damaged some facilities and thrown an unknown white powder at the guards before fleeing. An RTHK report on tin goods handed out to people caught up in the weekend's unprecedented coronavirus lockdown in Jordan has apparently opened a can of worms with the broadcaster having to hit back at accusations that it tried to intentionally mislead people to criticise the government. Timmy Sung has more. An RTHK reporter was among thousands of people forced to stay in the restricted area to get tested for COVID-19. A picture of the contents of a parcel of food handed out by the government showed that the reporter was given five packs of instant noodles, dried pasta, along with tins of fish, baked beans and spam, plus a serving of corn. The brief social media post noted that no can opener was provided, nor were there any cooking implements to cook the noodles with. 
Some seized unpawned picture of the tins, which was shot at a tangle that did not show the top, and compared it to photos provided by residents of the area. They clearly showed that most of the cans had built-in ring pools. Some prominent pro-government politicians, including Ng Chao Pei from the Federation of Trade Unions, said this showed the station was trying to intentionally mislead its audience. In response, RTHK issued a statement severely condemning what it described as a smear. A spokesman said the report stated facts and added that the station always places an emphasis on accurate and impartial reporting. Other affected residents had complained about the lack of a can opener in reports by other media organizations. Police have arrested a 24-year-old man after an 89-year-old woman died when a private car reportedly reversed over her in Toon Moon this morning. The man who was allegedly driving the car fled the scene of the accident in Leung Tin Chun. He was arrested later for dangerous driving causing death, failing to stop after an accident and failing to report an accident. He remains in detention. Indian defence sources say Chinese and Indian troops have been injured in fierce hand-to-hand fighting along the disputed border. The violent brawl reportedly took place five days ago in the Nakula area of northern Sikkim, which borders Tibet. Indian sources say they were repelling a Chinese foot patrol which had crossed the de facto border. In Beijing, the foreign ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian had this comment. I would like to stress that China's border troops are committed to upholding peace and tranquility along the border with India. We urge the Indian side to refrain from actions that might escalate or complicate the border situation. The government says a multi-billion dollar overhaul will allow the cash-strapped Ocean Park to return to profitability as soon as 2024. Under the plan, the attraction will receive $1.6 billion in government money up front and grants every year to support conservation work. Part of the park will be free to enter. Speaking through an interpreter, the Tourism Commissioner Joe Wan explained the projection at LegCo. We have this assessment because, owing to two reasons, um, the attendance rate will not be high. We need time for local visitors to come back and overseas visitors will not be coming back so soon. We have made reference to the analysis and assessment of a number of overseas organizations like IATA as well as EIU. It is believed that tourism will only recover in 2023 or 2024 and that's why we think that we will project a net cash flow in that year. The Equal Opportunities Commission says top-level sports organisations here have stepped up their efforts to prevent sexual harassment, though 10% of them still lack policies or codes of conduct. The Commission says 43 of the 79 bodies it surveyed had implemented policies since its last study three years ago. Getty Lam from the Commission admitted that its research didn't cover district-level sports bodies. Almost all other sports organisations are under different uh, NSAs. So after the NSA have uh, implemented and formulated an anti-sexual harassment policy, they will be able to have the experience, to acknowledge, to encourage and to help those other affiliated clubs to adopt a similar policy. Because you can imagine that a district, a sports organization or other sports organization, they may not have the resource, they may not have the people to formulate such a policy. The government has filed a writ at the High Court claiming it had been duped into paying tens of millions of dollars for Japanese face masks that turned out not to be Japanese after all. Vicky Wong has the story. 
The Ritz says the government logistics department purchased around 32 million face masks that were claimed to have been made in Japan from Global Party Limited in March last year. However, authorities later decided they'd been conned after finding out that not all of the masks had actually been manufactured in Japan. The case was later handed over to the customs department for follow up action. Officials subsequently cancelled all four purchase contracts with the company and is now seeking redress. The government wants Global Party, as well as its director, Lao Kuan Ming, to pay back around $100 million in contract payments and to hand over compensation for alleged fraudulent misrepresentation. Cathay Pacific has warned that its passenger and cargo services, as well as its finances, will be hit hard when new quarantine rules for flight crew take effect. Timmy Sung has more. The government is planning to require airline flight crew to join most other arrivals in spending 14 days in hotels on arrival. Cafe says it expects the rule to take effect next month and it will have a significant impact, reducing cargo capacity by a quarter and its already diminished passenger capacity by 60%. The airline's chief customer and commercial officer, Ronald Lam, says the requirement will also increase the amount of money the airline burns through every month by $300 to $400 million. Is already seeing its reserves diminished by a billion dollars a month. The airline has had to accept a taxpayer-funded bailout and announced a major refund. Passenger numbers last month were just one percent of what they were a year earlier. Sport and football and Chelsea have fired their coach Frank Lampard halfway through his second season in charge of the English Premier League club. The West London team have lost five of their last eight league games and dropped to ninth place. That's despite spending nearly 300 million US dollars on new players for this season. British media say former Paris Saint-Germain manager Thomas Tuchel is the favourite to replace Lampard. Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers will face the reigning champions Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Brady's new team beat the Green Bay Packers 31-26. At the age of 43, he threw three touchdown passes passes to earn the right to play in the Super Bowl for a record 10th time. You know, it's been a long process for, uh, you know, the whole team. And uh, today was just a, a great team effort. We played sporadically a little bit, but the defense came up huge. And um, we're going to need it again in a couple weeks. And just great to get another road win. And now we got a home game. Who would ever thought, you know, a home Super Bowl for us, but we did it. Kansas City Chiefs cruised to a convincing 38-24 victory at home over the Buffalo Bills. Patrick Mahomes passed for 325 yards and three touchdowns for the Chiefs. Here's the coach, Andy Reid. I'm proud of these guys behind me here. They did a phenomenal job. Our hats go off to the Buffalo Bills and the great job in which they did all year. And most of all, listen, we've got the Lamar Hunt Trophy back in Kansas City, and now we got to go get the big one, baby. And a reminder of our top story tonight, the government approves the BioNTech COVID vaccine for use in Hong Kong. And that's the news from RTHK.
Getting us started for the second hour of this Monday evening's Tuesday morning late show, but of course, none other than Lips Inc. Bonky Town. I'm Simon Wilson, sitting in for Uncle Ray, the world's most durable DJ, is staying safe and will return as soon as it's safe to return. In the meantime, play music of the 60s, 70s and 80s for another 10 minutes or so. Then we're going to slow things down with a sort of balance and easy listening through to one. Just a wee hint of late night nostalgia. If there's something you'd like to hear, don't be shy. Two double three double eight two six six is the number. It's now the sound of Hughes Corporation. Rock the boat. So I'd like to know where you got the notion. Said I'd like to know where you got the notion. Your touch has thrilled me like the rush of a wind And your arms have held me safe from a rolling sea There's always been a quiet place to harbor you and me 